Hello, Yay. students. Welcome to the final, the final countdown, the final Theo it's pop the culture. the final countdown. My youngest daughter loves that song. She loved it when she was a baby. My oldest son loves it, and he always asks for it, and I'm not opposed to glam glam rock, but- Let's arrange a marriage between them and play it at their wedding. Oh, my God. Great. It's not too much to ask. We're not being controlled. I think actually Harmon could could use, you know, my my oldest could probably use um more of the the kind of like I, I like your youngest's flair. Yeah. I think he could use some flair in his life. Yeah. So. No, I think it's a match worth worth observing throughout the years Let's here. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. And our debate today is about, are we going to bring back <laughs> arranged marriages? Are we going to do that? Is nope, that happening? Just kidding. Just kidding. It's getting toward the end of the semester, so we get a little wacky toward the end. A little, a little crazy. I'm sure you all are too. The topic here, though, for today that we really mm -hmm. want to debate is very much in line with our missions, unity, kind of like end of the semester here yep. vibe, uh -huh. which is really a question about the church and the future yes. of the church. Yes. There's a question. Now, there are two aspects, I think, to this debate. One is just like an analysis of data and like future prognosticating where is something headed. But then yep. there's another question. It's like a value judgment, which is like where, where, sh it. Yeah, where, where yeah. should it be headed? And yes. I think, I think maybe we want to combine those in yep. some kind of like awkward, indiscernible way by way of arguing, are we, you know, is, is the future of church in the, in the, in the, in the 2020s, let's say in this decade, Mm -hmm, is it mm -hmm, traditional mm -hmm, church or is mm -hmm. it something, is it some other form? Mm -hmm. um, and I guess, what do we mean by traditional church? I don't know. What do you, what do you mean by that? When you hear that phrase, like traditional church? Well, it could mean a broad things. I'm going to define it in my own way. I okay. think when we talk about this, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, I think like, do we think that maybe, maybe a different way of asking this is, do we think that church as we know it, as we, all experience it mm -hmm. will go on forever. Should it go on forever? Mm -hmm. Should it not? I guess um, I'm thinking of like, you know, a building, there's a building and people gather in their seats and mm -hmm. you know, there's like, there's a set of things mm -hmm. that, that happen. I mean, I think part of the debate though really does end up being about a definition. So maybe yep. we'll have to save that for yeah, the actual yeah, let's do that. Let's debate do that. itself. I mean, you know, and students, as you listen, you know, you have to form your own views of this too. And it's by the way, the views you have about this, what it, what it is. Okay. What it is, it is, but your views of what it should be determine what it is, not only in your own life, but in, insofar as you all are growing up to be young leaders determines what the thing actually is, yeah. is for yeah. other people too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird thing about church that I discovered at some point in my life. I think it was maybe when I was in my twenties, maybe in my thirties, I kind of like always went to church thinking like, yeah, I go here, but someone else is always kind of like, you know, in charge of what this thing is. Oh, right. And then there's like a, like, did you ever have a point like that where suddenly it switched and you're like, oh my, like I'm actually part of what it means to be in charge of this place. I didn't, you know, I have a really distinct memory of that. It was when I realized I needed to bring something to the church potluck. Oh, decisive. People don't do potlucks as much anymore. There's a lot of reasons that actually makes me sad that they don't because eat, Christians eating together is a longstanding Students, practice. Students, get back and get into, get a potluck culture going oh, in the dorms. Oh, potlucks are the best. Just find another floor, like have your floor be like, invite yeah. a floor. Maybe it's like an opposite sex kind of thing. Everybody the brings floor. their favorite snacks. Everyone brings their favorite snack Side and you're going to share, you know, sharing food with other people is, uh, you know, for those of you who are romantically inclined, it's the way to go. Oh yeah. I've heard you talk about that before. There's something about like you meet some sort of primal need in the other person when yeah. you give them food. Oh, if a person, <laughs> if a person sees you as their provider of food, it's over. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So just that's really funny. It's a miracle that I got married because I was a terrible cook until like really just the last couple of years. So well, I but, don't know. There must have been something else. Going there could on. have been a deeper sense in which you saw your husband <laughs> as a provider and he saw you. Yeah, as yeah, okay. yeah. Anyway, anyway, have a potluck is um, what we're saying. Have the potluck yeah. is what we're saying. But, but when I realized that it was up to me, it wasn't the church ladies who'd gone before me. Right. I was the church lady. Do right. you have a moment like that where you realize, oh, wait, I'm a part of this thing now? Well, you know, it was, um, you know, I think it happened in waves, but I think it was just like getting a little bit older and mm, just like having mm. kids and being like, kids, kids okay, will do it. you know, um, yeah. So, you know, yeah. Now you're, now it's, you're, you're a part of it. It's up to you. You can't just blame somebody else. It has to be your responsibility. So there's there are real stakes here to this debate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, there's nothing we, really left to do but yeah. to have one more debate. Yep. One more yep. round. Three minutes for one of us. Three minutes for the other. Okay. And then a five-minute sparring period followed by a revelation <laughs> of the real view of the person. Traditional church v. non-traditional church. Yep. So traditional church is kind of like the pro and non-traditional is like the con, although mm-hmm. it's not really a pro and a con. Mm-hmm. It's their mm-hmm. sides. Okay. Models, coin flip models. is okay. being Googled for one last time. Oh, sads. Now that I know that there's a coin flip on Google, I'll just be using it all the time now. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Go ahead. Tails. <laughs> Tails. It's Tails. Aha. Okay. I'm going to argue... That traditional church is oh, the way of the future. You're sticking me with the con for the last one. Just for old time's sake. Just for old time's sake. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, it doesn't have to be grouchy though in, in this case. I feel like the traditional is the grouchy position here, actually. Yeah, I'm going full grouch. Full yep, grouch. This is my style. This is my style. Okay. Okay. Uh, Do minutes. I go first? Okay. I think okay. you should go first with okay. the traditional church. Okay. Um, in three seconds, two, one, go. Okay, students. At the end of his ministry, right before he ascended to heaven, Jesus said to go out and to make disciples and to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that that act, and then the act of Christians coming together to celebrate the person of Jesus and to celebrate their union with God is the church. I want to argue for robustly for traditional church, and I want to define this in a particular way. The church, I would argue, is these old acts of the church, the rituals. Some people don't like the word rituals, but I say that there are traditional acts that are the church and must be preserved over time. And that is the future of the church. The smells, the bells, baptism, communion, pastors, sermons, hymns, songs, spiritual songs, sacraments. You can do a lot of other things that are God-honoring. You can love neighbor and love God in a lot of different ways. You can gather with people and talk about God. You can be online and talk about God. You can sing songs Mm. like on TikTok and layer those cool songs like a sea shanty about God. But And that's all great, but that is not church. The word Mm. church, literally translated the ancient Greek word ekklesia, is assembly. It's people, human bodies, gathering together to worship and glorify God and to experience and display union with God. And there, that must go on in the future. Um, it ought to go on in the future. And if you are someone who professes to love Jesus Christ and to worship Jesus, you must be a part of that. So there's like a lot of talk about how you can love God and be out in nature and you can love God and you can like read a great book or 
experience beautiful music. That's all awesome. And I think that that's true. But the way to be a part of God and to be a part of Jesus Christ is to worship him with other believers. So the body of Christ, that's the metaphor that's used for um, the scripture. It depends on bodies. In fact, the entire Christian enterprise depends on human bodies being resurrected, like raised from the dead and being um, living together with God. It's, it's human beings being in contact with one another, no matter how much tech innovation we experience, no matter how much disruption we experience in our lives, those kinds of things, those, those traditional acts, baptism, communion, pastors, sermons, hymns, songs, spiritual songs, 30 seconds, Bible studies, prayer groups, all that kind of stuff. It must go on into the future. The end. Not even will it, not even should it. It must. It must. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, let me get my timer, my well three-minute timer. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh, as ready as I have ever been. Now. Um, the, look, there are these two aspects here, the, the what it is and what it should be. Um, the, the, let's start with the what it is. The numbers, the demographics, it's headed in one direction and it's down against traditional church. So I'm just, I'm just like browsing here on the side, a um, Gallup poll article about how U S church membership was 70% or higher from 1937 to 1976 fell modestly in the 1970s through the 1990s. But the past 20 years have seen a fall off the cliff, just a huge, like a 20 20 percentage point decline since, since the year 2000 and, and even more sharp. So I think that this is just going to continue. There's nothing that's probably going to turn this around. This is just what, we're seeing. It's not an argument though about what should happen, but let me turn to that. If you went back to quote unquote church, the ecclesia that Dr. Payne mentions in the first century, in the fifth <laughs> century, in the 17th century, what would you see? I mean, you're, you're going to have differences in the form that that took. Um, but you're also going to have regional differences. You're going to have differences of language. You know, here's the point, like nailing church down to any single form is not the way to go. Now, Dr. Payne in her argument, her cogent argument was not, (laughs) you know, was saying, yeah, you can talk about God online and so on, but there's like hymns, sermons, spiritual songs. Yeah, but that's also stuff that doesn't have to happen in a traditional form. Um, Communion, baptism. Yes. Now there are some things that require other people. The argument here for non-traditional church is not an argument against church requiring other people. I think that we would both argue against any sense of church, which is a purely individualistic construct inside your own mind, purely private, purely alone. Like, no, um, that's not, that's not, that's not the argument here at all. But the rise of digital culture has shown us that we can have quote unquote real interactions with people. We can really listen. We can really learn online through podcasts and through video format. Um, you know, maybe something like taking communion online or something is a little bit of a stretch, but like, again, it's about the forms that this takes, like people meeting in house churches or people meeting in very diffuse groups without a paid pastor, for example. Those would be examples of not what we might call non-traditional church arrangements that I think have a great future and count as church. I mean, I've been out lately on some late night walks with my dog, you know, listening to some real deep, like spiritual podcasting content that has left me shook, like in good ways, like it's real. Like, so that's, that's really a thing. Um, do Christians need to meet together? So yes. 30 yes. seconds. 30 ah, the question here is, you know, what does that look like? I think Dr. Payne's arguments beg the question in the philosophical logical sense by assuming a particular form at the outset that defines what a church is and then using that as the start of the argument. But the question we're talking about is like, what is it? You know, like, and I think that that's, I think that's actually a difficult concept to nail down and it's not always as easy to nail down to smells and bells and ritual. Um, there's a church building 
you know, there's like a physical place, but then there's also the church. And I think the church is, is also, in addition to whatever else it is, it's a mystical concept, fundamentally. It's not so easy to equate with a particular structure or ritual. Okay. Nothing like being cut off with the phrase. I think people should start using that. Actually, I lost track of it, and then I realized, oh, it's done. It might have been longer than three minutes, but I was getting into what you were saying, so I looked up from exactly. the computer. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. Um, okay, so let me just identify some things. You yeah. know, you made some really good points about how much things change over time. Mm. So I thought that would appeal to you as an historian. Of course, of course. I knew you'd like that Yeah, one. yeah. So, obvi- yes, that is so- certainly true. The 15th century, the 17th century, people are worshiping in very different ways. And in fact, I've often thought to myself, mm-hmm. would somebody like Chrysostom mm-hmm. or Perpetua and Felicitas recognize what we were doing at all? Mm. Um, would they- Would they recognize worship dude bro at the front with his flannel with his, shirt and right. the guitar? Would they recognize that? I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. I guess my counter to that would be, they would definitely recognize someone being dunked in the water. I, I'm pretty sure. You know what's weird? I wonder if this is historically true. I wonder- if we went back then, we would recognize everything they were doing, I'm but, curious. but they wouldn't recognize things <gasps> that we're doing. That would be a burn, wouldn't it? That would actually be a burn and would be um, a good argument for the traditional church. <laughs> like, do they, would they be like- Can you imagine like St. Augustine's a, like- Like a Christian bookstore. St. Augustine's like, so you're saying you walk around with a podcast and that's the church? <laughs> like, well, oh, well, I wasn't saying that. I just was, you know, yeah, and he's like, yeah. he'd be like, I hate you. Yeah, um, that, there could be some problems with that. But I think. it could be the case though that I think this is, this is one of my biggest like faith struggles that I have. It's just like, to what extent are we as people today responsible to just like live in the world that we live in, which is kind of like a nonsensical way of saying things have actually changed, like, and not just changed, like in form, the very structure of our thinking has changed in some really key ways. And mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. to live faithfully today must mean to somehow live in our world, unless you want to take up a position that just says we should actually just leave our world. We should go out. And there have been recent arguments like this. Like there was a sure, book, a famous sure. book recently where a guy said, basically we should be Christians should be leaving their cities, leaving their communities and going out and forming like intentional communities of other people um, living out, you know, in the woods, essentially like doing that thing. Like that's, that is, that is one option that you could choose. I guess I'm kind of like saying, I don't choose that option. I'm not for that option. I, I think we're responsible for the time and place that we have been born into. I didn't choose to be born when I was born. I didn't choose to live in the 2020s. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just responsible to act faithfully in what it is. You know, I think the story of the Christian church is a story of constant um, adaptability and adaptation and consistency. Like there are some things that need to change, that always have to be portable. Mm-hmm. And you can even see the the tensions present in the very early church. Like mm-hmm. there are people who say that the 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 way to worship Jesus is to maintain fidelity to certain practices associated with Judaism. Mm-hmm. And then there are others like the missionary types, like Paul, mm-hmm. like Peter eventually, who who basically say, well, Yes and no, right? Like there are certain parts of this that need to be adapted in order for them to travel from culture to culture mm-hmm. and around the world. So I guess maybe I'm I'm arguing something that is really countercultural in this moment now, 
which is that like the physical bodies have to be together. Like mm-hmm. there's something about mm-hmm. like that act and it and it I think it plays out in a number of ways. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there are I mean the position that I'm I'm taking here is that there are some things that can't change. Mm-hmm. If they change, like if you stop when you're gathering together, yeah. you, if you stop doing hymn songs and spiritual songs, right. in some way, you're not really doing church. Or, I mean, the big ones, of course, are baptism mm. and communion, which mm. there are traditions that argue that those aren't constitutive or those don't make right. Christianity. They're just symbols that could be done or not done. Maybe. Right, right. But I, I'm taking a, tr- a very traditionalist argument and saying like, no. Nope, yeah, well, it's not that you, what you may be doing is nice. It's great. Here's but where, it's not Christian. Okay. Here's where, church. here's where I think this breaks down though. Uh, you know, I actually, I like your point about that. Like we need bodies, you know, anytime you just say we don't need our bodies, we don't need the material world. You're arguing against the incarnation. I don't yeah, like that. That's the, that's it. a bad vibe for me. <laughs> However, I think that the, que- uh, so I guess the question maybe becomes more of a technical one. Does, when I think, I guess this phrase traditional church, it's like people meeting in big groups in buildings with a paid staff with an order of service that looks a particular way. And if you go to church like that here, if you go to church like that in California, if you go over to New York, if you go to Boston, if you go, you know, you're going to kind of see the same thing Mm -hmm, like that. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I guess the question is, is there a way to like, like for instance, I heard a story um, recently about a woman saying like, about talking about her faith community. And she was saying, her community, it was in France and they were all like expatriates, like they're Americans living in France. And yeah. once a week they gathered on like a Thursday night. They got they basically bought the best food and drink that they could afford, the best desserts they could make. Yeah. And they just like shared this meal and they just talked together. And it was like that talking together was like a sermon and that that eating together was exactly what communion is. And you know, and maybe, maybe the group, if they wanted to do a baptism, they could go to a river and just be together and like do that baptism. I guess then my argument is like something like that. I'm like, is that church? I'm like, yeah, I guess I do think that like in the way I heard it described. Yeah. And it doesn't lack the things you and I both agree need to be part of church. It just has it in a very different form. And like, we don't have to have like, we don't have to have like a tax exempt corporation. Oh yeah. To do it. Okay. Okay. Let me respond to that. Yeah. No, I really appreciate that because I do think that there are certain boundaries around like American traditions about what church is Mm -hmm. that I think aren't even really traditional. Like the whole tax exempt status Mm -hmm. is such a new thing. Like Mm -hmm. even the idea that churches would be like taxable bodies or not. I mean, that's just like a a pretty recent um, argument, at least in this country. But I do think the idea, really it comes back to what do you think Christian acts are? So like eating food together is wonderful. And in fact, I think there's no Christian that would. So, you know, that, that tax exempt status, I think, yeah, there are some people who think that that is the church. Right. But I think like if, if you think that eating together and not like a particular way mm-hmm. of a, like an actual ritual that is blessed in a particular way by a pastor. Mm-hmm. Like those two things aren't necessarily the same. And well, so that's who, where I think. Who's the pastor though? Like that's the thing. Like, well, I mean, so I'm just saying, I guess I'm arguing from like a Roman Catholic perspective, like right. eating together is great. It's not communion though. It's not the right. Eucharist. And, and I, so I think that's right. the, the traditional position that right. I'm trying to uphold here. Right. And I'm arguing from the non-traditional one, I guess, in that sense, which is like, well, you know, a pastor, this has been defined very, 
seriously. Yeah. I think if you think that the body, like in communion is like a, a through like the power of God, a mystical act that mm-hmm. requires like a particular ritual in order to appreciate the divine life, mm-hmm. then you're not going to say that eating dinner together is the church. Right. Okay. Well, okay. We have to give our real opinions. Okay. Dr. Payne, yeah. get out those keys yep. for the introduction. What's your view on this? I actually argued something close to like what I really think, which is that there are some things that can't change and it might be countercultural, but they must be maintained in order for the church to continue. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm kind of hardcore on that. Okay. Yeah, what about you? You know, I basically I basically believe what I said. I, ah! think, I think there's a lot of overlap. I think there's maybe more overlap, though, than I was letting on. Sure, which is, sure. I think the traditional way is great, too. I mean, I, I will continue to attend a traditional church. Like, I like that. Sure. But I'm also, just maybe because my own origins in the faith were very much in kind of like a, how they were in a traditional church setting, but in some ways I found the most value in what I considered to be church settings that were not traditional. Yeah. And so I, that has a special spiritual place in my heart. And I believe that those non-traditional settings can sustain a community of faith pra- well, doing some of the practices. Well, just- there's a hole in my argument, which is like, what if you're in, under persecution and you can't necessarily, I mean, there are sure, ways to work sure. around that no, in the course. traditional sense. So right. I, I appreciate, and I appreciate the like kind of evangelistic potential of mm. the position that you represented. Mm-hmm. You know, students... I, I think it's bittersweet to be having this argument, this conversation now, because what Dr. Doak and I have realized in many ways over the years is that it's going to be up to you all. Like mm. the Christians who take Theo 102, they're going to outlive us it's by true. many years. A good a good 25 years in some cases, maybe. That's yeah. crazy to think that. You all will take this forward long after we're gone. Yep. That's a fact. I'm, we're excited to see what you do. Go take it.